Welcome everybody to our first official podcast episode for Travel Tea. I'm Kristen Moore and I'm joined by Crystal Roach. We are so excited to be doing this. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about what this podcast is going to be for you guys. And you guys are the OGs, the the original listeners for us. So we're so excited to have you here and basically hopefully every other week we're going to try for that, that we bring you the latest in what's trending in travel. And we're going to talk about it and have a very candid conversation. I think a lot of the times we forget because we are in the travel industry and we're so invested in trade news that a lot of times people don't have that intel. So it's important for us to bring that to you guys in a I guess, content that you can take anywhere with you, right, Chris? Like they could be in the sink doing dishes. They can be out in the yard or wherever and have a listen. Or download us and take us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Take us anywhere. Sip along wherever wherever you want to take (laughs) us to. Um, Hopefully through an airport very soon. Yes, put that disclaimer. Hopefully you take us somewhere, somewhere amazing. And it doesn't have to be anywhere grandiose, but we're we're hopeful that we're going to get to to actually travel um, really, really soon. And so first, just jump, let's dive right in. How do we feel about the vaccine news? I mean, obviously inspired, right? I mean, so for me, I, this can go either way for me. I one hand I think it's a breakthrough in science and it's incredible we're taking leaps and bounds forwards and it's also a sign of hope for a lot of people when it comes to the COVID-19 on the other Mm -hmm. hand it is untested medicine and I understand that that's very brings out a lot of anxiety in people um Mm -hmm. what's your first thought are you taking it so here's the thing right and I've gone back and forth on this (sighs) probably would not unless I was forced to. And when I say forced, I say if a destination in the future was requiring a vaccine certification and, uh, I mean, full disclosure, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I have been vaccinated. That was going to be my um, next question. I mean, yeah, I know. Yeah, Are you an anti-vaxxer? <laughs> and for all the anti-vaxxers that are listening, we heart you. Um, but no, my I, I am vaccinated, but I can tell you why. When I was a child, every time I received a vaccination, I got hospital sick. Um, like they had to admit me to the ER. My temperature would spike to like, your brain is basically frying level, like 104, 105, like wow. ice baths. I remember it was very, very serious and scary. And I remember my mom saying every single vaccine, it didn't matter what it was. Um, I think there was one time that they tried to prep me for one with like six Tylenol or something in my system. Um, so I'm fearful because of the way that my body has reacted when I was younger. Now, listen, I mean, that was however many years ago, who knows, but I was reading an article that they were saying, if you have had a history of adverse allergic reactions, they don't recommend you take it yet. Um, now that could change obviously as we move forward with the vaccine and they have a little bit more time to cultivate it, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. And it's, it's such a hard place, right? Because obviously travel is 
such a big part of my life. And I would in a normal world be willing to do almost anything to travel. Um, but it's, it gets iffy when you talk about your health, right. And it's like an unknown. I mean, what about you? Are you, will you be in line to take that vaccine? If you ask me right here, right now, tomorrow, would I go and get it? I probably would not. However, that does change as we move down the line into another year. And I do think once there's a little bit more time for it to be tested, I was one of those people that kind of freaked out when I saw that some people had got it and half of their face. um, I can't remember exactly what the medical term is, but I'm sure everyone's seen it, that half of the face was sort of paralyzed. Although it did come back. Yeah, exactly. The feeling did come back. I would be a person who is very not okay with that. And I would struggle (laughs) with that. At the same time, I am also not an anti-vaxxer. For those vaccines that have been tried and tested a thousand times that we all have, I'm fully for those. If I had children, I would give them to them too. Um, Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm also 25, healthy and fit. So I don't feel like it's as essential for me to get it at this point. I'm not running out. I don't feel like I need it per se. However, for those older people or those healthcare workers who are on the line and being exposed on the daily, I think it's a completely different scenario for them. Oh, ag- agreed completely. And and let's, I mean, really put it into perspective though. The reality of, like you said, young, healthy individuals, um, you know, we probably won't even have the opportunity to even get the vaccine until June of, or July of 2021. At least that's Agreed. what they're saying. Yeah. So, you know, for, for countries to even start to think about making that a mandate, I think they would have to be sure that everyone has the availability to have it first before. So, I mean, I know I'm looking super far into the future, but as travelers and knowing the way that Americans feel about vaccines, it is something that everyone will eventually have to think about. And I think they're going to have to make a choice. I mean, if there are certain destinations eventually that they want to travel to, you know, and they need that certification, but they're against vaccines, it's going to be, it's going to be a personal choice for everybody. Right. But, um, what, like I, I'm with you. Let some time go, and I'm also going to talk to my physician and say, "Hey, listen, or do you think that there's risks? Do I need to stay in the office for an hour after the shot just to make sure that you know I don't have an adverse reaction?" You know, you, you you cross that bridge when you come to it, but because now the vaccine is out in the market for your frontline workers, it's just something to think about, right? Absolutely, um, and I think it's a big point that you made that it's also you know, to tie with the governments of all of these different countries that may think about enforcing it. It was the same thing when the testing first came out, right? So it was Mm -hmm. like, you had to have a test within 72 hours. But what if we couldn't get the test within 72 hours? And it's just also a thing to think about the amount of strain that it's putting on the healthcare system. I know in New York, to get even just a COVID test now, a lot of people are waiting outside in the cold for over four hours. And is this going to say the same thing when it comes to the vaccine? Is there going to be this sudden mad rush because people want to get out and people want to travel? Um, It's also another thing to But And you know what? It it boggles me because so in New Jersey, it's very similar. We just got the PCR tests and 
uh, the fifth location that we had to call and make a pre-appointment were able to take us. And that clinic opened up at 8 a.m. So we had to call in advance. We had to send our insurance info through in advance. They opened up at 8. We arrived. We pulled up at 6.30. There was already a line of cars. By the time the clinic opened up at 8, so we'd been there then an hour and a half, the line was wrapped around the building, down the street. We didn't end up getting our our swab until about quarter of nine. Uh, And we were one of the first 10 cars. And I just said, like, I said to Michael, like, this is insane, 10 months in. And I understand, you know, infection rates have been surging, but it kind of just goes back to why we've had all of these lockdowns and all these mandates to begin with is just because the healthcare system can't support. It just can't support the amount of people that either need testing or need treatment or, or whatever. It's a little scary um, it is. when you think about it like that. But for travel, obviously, we know a lot of the destinations that we travel to internationally, you're, you're required to take that negative test. And I know that you've done it a couple times. I mean, a how is the times. process That's been? <laughs> I have counted nearly, I would say it's pushing up to between 15 and 20 COVID tests that I've had now. Whoa. Yeah. I didn't know it was that many. But full disclosure, I have had COVID and recovered from it. Um, And I was meant to be traveling while in the time that I did have COVID. So I was testing to try and test negative, um, if that makes sense. So that's why I have had so many. And then obviously now for a lot of international countries, you have to do a pre-test and then you also have to do a post-test. So that's at least two tests every time you want to go one direction. And also to put into play now, you know, countries like the UK, um, obviously they're in tier four now and going in and out is not as flexible. But if you wanted to get out of quarantine shorter than 14 or 10 days, you had to go and take another test five days after. So again, that's just putting another test and more strain on the healthcare system. It's just consistently that you have to test to travel. And, you know, so, and you talked a little bit about retesting to, to try to get that negative test. You know, we recently had someone that we know test positive and they basically said to them, quarantine for your 14 days, don't come back unless you're traveling. Don't come back to get a second yeah. test because you could continue to test positive for months, even yes. with not being contagious. Did you find that with your situation as well? Absolutely. And that was the scariest thing for me. That was what gave me the most anxiety. They just don't know enough about the virus as yet um, for it to for them to know what and how to handle it. Um, the whole concept that they were telling me that I can quarantine for 14 days and then come out without having a negative test was kind of mind blowing to me. How can, how do they know that it's no longer contagious, but I'm still Mm -hmm. testing positive. I don't know if I'm the only one that kind of makes that seem great. That, that seems crazy too, that I still am testing Mm -hmm. positive, but they're telling me no one else can get it from me. Go out and live your daily life. That's crazy. Yeah, Yeah, because in in the same sense, then you're going into, like if you have to go into a store, like certain establishments literally have the sign. If you've tested positive, do not enter. And I mean, look, it's it's everybody, nobody wants to to wear that badge, right? 
but it's, it's one of those things where you're like, wait, so if the local store that I need to go into is telling me if I've tested positive or if I've been around someone that's positive, don't enter. But yet the doctor is saying, look, you're, you're not, you know, you've been testing positive for the past two months. You're no longer contagious. Do it. I mean, (laughs) what are you supposed to do at that point? I don't know. I don't know. And then there's the whole thing of, you know, and we should maybe just set this for a separate podcast episode, but I didn't realize that there was so much travel shaming going on right now from people that are saying, if you're traveling for non-essential stuff, how dare you? It's so selfish. You know, you should be just, you know, doing what the, what the officials and government are telling you to do. And once I kind of went down to that rabbit hole, which I shouldn't have, I really realized how bad it is. Oh my goodness. I actually really want to get a travel shamer on our podcast. (laughs) I think we should, and it should be a completely separate episode because I did not know that it was so prevalent because again, we're in the travel industry. So a bulk of our traveling is for essential business related stuff, right? We're not just hopping on planes and vacationing, especially during this time. I mean, you've been working from Barbados now, so you're essentially there for work and we have their welcome stamp, which we should totally dedicate an episode to as well. But there is a lot of shaming going on from people that are traveling who just want to get away with their family, taking the test, doing the precautions, but still. How are we um, defining essential? How are we defining this? I don't know. I guess essential would be if you need, if you're needed in a destination for work or you need to travel there for work. Um, I don't think, and you know what? I should have, have researched a little bit more about that because what if you're traveling because there is an immediate family member that's ill and you, you are the only essential caregiver? That has to be essential. Right. It has to be. And I just feel like there's so many definitions of what essential to could be. And it could be essential to one person and non-essential to another. You know, mental health has been such a big topic, especially this year. And for a lot of people, they are alone and, you know, not being able to visit friends and family and loved ones for Christmas. To mm-hmm. me, it's like, why can I travel to take a business meeting, but I can't travel to save myself from mental health, for my own mental health and be with my family if I'm alone? Because that seems far more essential to me than a meeting that you could do in a phone call or on a Zoom. So oh, I agree with you. I agree with you completely. It's a, it's a fantastic point. And it's something that we should look into and when we look into the shamers. Yeah. If there's any shamers listening, if there's any shamers listening to this, please reach out to us. We'd love to have you on the podcast. Oh my gosh, I love it. So so we've hit shamers, we've hit anti-vaxxers. <laughs> Listen, don't come at us. We are just spilling the tea. Just spilling um, it. And it is steaming. I was gonna say it is piping hot. We came right out the gate strong with this one. We, really we did. did. I love it. Um but <laughs> Listen, you guys, I hope that you've enjoyed. I mean, this was a this was a quickie, but this is our first one. And so bear with us as we move through this and get this set up. We are so excited that you're here. We hope that you subscribe and follow us and listen. Let's get the conversation going. Like Crystal said, reach out to us. Let's spill the tea together. Let's have an open dialogue because travel is our passion. This is what we do for a living. And it's, you know, it's always been very glamorous on the outside, 
when people, you know, hear what we do, but we are really in it right now with the pandemic. And so I hope that we bring you some, some relevant and, and fun news and, and get the convo going. Amazing. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We'll be back in yeah. hopefully two weeks with another steaming hot topic. <sighs>